0: one shot at a time. Welcome back to the Enjoy the Walk podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you're nursing that hangover off on this Wednesday morning if you're listening to us when we first released this podcast. We had a heck of a 4th of July weekend, Dante. Uh, fireworks were flying out at the Rocket Mortgage. We've got all kinds of news surrounding Bryson DeChambeau, uh, who might have missed a cut, which we'll get into a little later. We've got open championship stuff to talk about. But first, it was America's birthday, so America will take the spotlight. Dante, how did you enjoy your July 4th weekend?
1: Uh, it, was, it was pretty solid. I, I didn't play any golf um, because I, I didn't really have a set of clubs to, to play with. They were in the process of being completely redone and built. Um, other than that, I mean, it, it was good. Uh, Saturday apparently was supposed to be a washout, but it was actually a hell of a day. And even Sunday, July fourth, was a great day. But you know, typical going to see some some friends of ours. Uh, just classic, you know, burgers and dogs, barbecue. Like you can't beat that. I love how about that, you, man. bud? How how was it? How was it down the down the shore, well, Ocean City, Maryland?
0: Got some beach time in. The uh, parents came down. We got some beach time in. I did get around in with my dad as well out at Glen Riddle on. Uh, friday morning i believe it was so um got to play a little bit of golf not a ton of golf um you know kind of just got to kick it back throw some drinks back with my parents and uh and just enjoy the weekend and uh actually you know being a a almost local resident i live just outside of city limits of ocean city maryland it gets too hectic down here when it comes to vacation time for people especially july 4th weekend memorial day labor day you know whatever those big holidays get too crazy busy um so i actually try and stay back out of the beach areas when it comes to weekends like this but it was good it was low-key got to play a little bit of golf, golf at Glen riddle um it has some fun so cannot complain i mean
1: right you can't what's more they ask for there
0: No, nothing much at all. Um, You know, and I did get to watch a little bit of golf here and there uh, via my phone, really nothing like I wasn't sitting in front of the TV watching all weekend this weekend. It was too nice out. It was beautiful here down in in, in Ocean City, Maryland, and I'm sure it was pretty nice up in New Jersey, too. Um, It was too nice to sit inside and watch TV. But if you did get to watch the golf, another multiple hole playoff in the PGA Tour, this brings back the conversation we had last week when there was an eight hole playoff I'm really beginning to think all of that like conversation we had of man should we change it should we not change the playoff format I'm really starting to love these multiple hole playoffs and just letting guys go sudden death and and go gunning for it we had multiple birdies in this playoff including the fourth hole they both had tap in birdies both had eagle looks um I really like this playoff format. I, I, this, this past weekend really drove home the fact of, I don't think I want it to change anytime soon.
1: I mean, it's, I I like your viewpoint on it with the multiple holes. That's where I'm kind of still standing on the point where I think it should be an aggregate score, but I do see your point where the excitement comes in for the fan base because these guys are just going after it because it's almost like that match play mentality where you Mm -hmm. think your partner is going to one up you and if you're trying the birdie, he's trying the eagle and it like so on and so forth. So I get that aspect of it. Um, I, but then again, what's great about it is, you know, at the end of the end of the week, end of the weekend, you have your top guys really showing and giving it all for the winners. It's like a true grouping of winner circle, those who um, should be there. Or have the right to be there that week it, they're there and you know these multiple sudden death playoffs are great i mean it it kind of goes back to or i mean back into like the lacrosse days or me watching like college lacrosse is when or even like basketball and all that where it goes into double triple overtime it's just mm-hmm. the adrenaline is just running through the veins i mean everybody's fired up i mean same with like golf you got like guys like nuke and three woods left and right because they're just Absolutely. After it, I mean, it's all gas.
0: Well, and and it's all nerves too, right? I mean, we saw three mm-hmm. guys head into this playoff, Joaquin Neiman, Cam Davis, and Troy Merritt. And Joaquin Neiman actually made a just an ugly, ugly bogey. Like at no point on this first playoff hole did he have a look at par, really. It was just kind of scrambling and ugly. Um, so, so then we, you know, hop on to hole two, three, four. Cam Davis and Troy Merritt all make pars straight through them. And then hit just miraculous shots to set up themselves for Eagle. It was just really cool. I would have loved to seen kind of, I I think, like the Trumador, you could call it, Troy Merritt. He's been on tour for ages, on tour, off again. You know, he's been there a while. And then you have this young gun, Cam Davis, who's an Australian-born player, come out of nowhere and get his first PGA Tour win. Really cool to see him take it home, but you got to feel for Troy Merritt being this close to get in the tour win as long as he's been after it.
1: That, and I mean, it, it could have been great stories both ways, but the fact that, like, you get your fourth win off of a fifth playoff hole, I mean, you talking about nerves. I mean, that's, like, you're like, oh, wow, I can, I can finally get this done. I mean, it, it goes back to the conversation that we've had before, getting that first win on tour. It opens up so much gates and just lifts, like, so much weight off your shoulders where I mean it's again it's kind of like I wouldn't say like a a winning lottery ticket per se but almost that that's like the best example I can come off with the top of the top of my head right now thinking about it because if you do think about it like again it just ends up so much weight is off that player's shoulders now he can go out and focus on just just winning well, and it's funny, too, right? We, this
0: very rarely gets talked about, I think, in, in as much as it should. One tour win gets you, I think, a five-year exemption now. I could be wrong. Could be three. I'm not 100% sure there. But the exemptions it gets you just guaranteed starts on the PGA Tour, and then let alone your exemptions into the next two years of majors. Cam Davis is going to Augusta. You know, it gets you into the masters. It gets you into all kinds of things. It helps your world golf ranking to get you up above, you know, that status of, of not getting into world golf events too. So a, a massive win, one win, let alone two or three, one freaking win on tour. I, it is, it's like the golden ticket at the chocolate factory. It's like a lottery ticket for the national lottery. It, it, it is, it, it's striking gold as a golfer playing professionally in this world. And especially on the
1: PGA tour. No, couldn't agree more and you know hats off to him like great win to see again you know so much going on over the over the weekend with you know our family lives and off the course it just I didn't get much get a chance around to see it but I'm sure I can hop over to the YouTube and catch all the highlights <laughs> well there wasn't too many Brooksies being yelled <laughs> yeah. around
0: uh, Detroit's golf course this past weekend, Bryson, Brooksy, Deschambeau missed the cut, so unfortunately, we didn't get to see much of him. Um, one guy who's starting to make a lot of noise, um, week in and week out, the last three or four weeks, Mister Bub Watson's been playing some really good golf. Found himself at the top of the leaderboard again this week. Um, no drivers falling off this weekend, so you know yeah. nothing, nothing too crazy there. But he he finished T six um, after you know what was kind of a shot in the gut after his finish the travelers where he kind of just didn't perform had it should have had a chance to win it and wasn't able to capitalize. He just had a solid week, nothing flashy, just a bunch of birdies and pretty steady golf. So cool to see him kind of peaking as we head into the open next weekend.
1: Yeah, that would be sick. Yeah. I mean, I, it seems like Bubba Watson, you know, he's said he's been going through kind of some mental aspects of the game and I just seem think he just kind of, you know, it's nice to see him represent kind of like the link soul brand and whatnot. And I think he's like a perfect candidate on the professional tour aspect is. And I think this is what he's taken to his game and correct me if I'm wrong. If you think otherwise, but it seems like he's just going out and just playing golf it's, and it seems to be working.
0: It's a revitalized, I think mentally at peace bubble Watson right now. I think he's found something, whether it's working with the folks out at Link Soul, whether it's maybe deriving a second or third direction with his time, you know, whether it's his nonprofits or working with Link Soul to do a a greater good for the game of golf. However, they're working together, too. We, we know, you know, we've recognized what Link Soul does for the game as far as Goat Hill Park and how they put on events there. And they have the Wishbone Classic with Jeff Ogilvy, and I'm sure Bebel Watson will be out there because he's a sponsored athlete with him this year. So, like, the amount of good that Link's Soul does on and off the course, too, I can only imagine if he's interacting with them on that kind of level. He's got to be at peace with his place in the game of golf because he's always talked about that, and that's been his struggle is interacting with the folks off the golf course is his biggest issue being inside the ropes and not knowing how to kind of interact with the fans is his issue. So I think link soul might be doing him a greater good, uh, mentally, physically, and obviously performance wise uh, by just kind of being a part of that family that link soul brings to the table.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I agree there. It's just kind of like that, that community base that we'd like to talk about, Mm -hmm. um, and kind of like, why we all come out like the you and i the, the the mortals of this world where you know we're just going out we're just playing golf and it it's more for the camaraderie and i think link soul you know obviously exemplifies that and i think they're opening the tunnel for bubba watson to see that as well
0: no no 100 um another guy who i think you know <laughs> he always jokes about the majors playing too long for him, but Kevin Kisner posted uh, T five in Connecticut and now T eight in Detroit. Um, I mean, just coming in, playing absolutely steady. Mister Mr. Top Five, I think, is what he's typically just known for, and he's proving once again in another year to be that consistent. It's just incredible how consistent this guy is without getting tour wins. Like he's not the you know the most winningest guy in the last five years. But you can put you can almost lock your money on Kevin Kisner Mm -hmm. to be in a top ten, especially in the major championships
1: um, that aren't playing like too long for these guys. I feel like he just knows his game so well. I mean, think about it. Like he he knows his game so well. He knows the course that he's going about to play, and he knows his competitors. So if he's like, all right, well, if winning's not an option, it's not a course for me, it's too long. Well, well, I'm gonna focus on on making my paycheck for the week. Mm -hmm. So how can I go about that? And it just seems as if he attacks the holes that he can attack and then say like the par fives, you just can't get into play for birdie. And then for the holes that may just be like a little out of his reach on a par four aspect, just those are the up and down holes. And if you, if you tend to maybe, you know, give a stroke back or whatnot, he like, I think he has like a great strategy on how he goes about his game. And I think that's like the beauty of golf too, because like, Again, it does. You don't have to be like the longest hitter. It's just, it's all about. It's a chess match with the course and it, and yourself. It's like, all right, well, how am I going to play this strategy? All right, I'm like you know, talking about, you know, Beth Page Black in the PJ Championship. is like, no shot, right? Right. But he's like, well, what's my best opportunity to get myself in like the top ten? Yeah. And,
0: and he, and he dials it in every time. Um, time. It's going to be interesting. to see he, he has made been on record. I guess you could say for saying the open championship golf is just not his golf doesn't like it, but he thinks also in the retrospect, it's his probably number one place he can compete because a lot of the time the weather brings the course back into play for a lot of these long hitters and the way links golf plays, You don't have to be massively long to go win on these courses. We see it when Louis U stays and competes almost every year and almost finds himself in a championship setting of some sort down the stretch on a Sunday afternoon. So it'll be interesting to see if Kevin Kisner competes. I'd love to see it. Um, I'd love to see someone from the U.S. take home the Open this year, so we'll have to see who the top dogs are coming in. Um, But you always can't count out Xander Shoffley either. And big news in the Shoffley house, Shoffley is now a taken man. Shoffley married his college sweetheart over the weekend, this this weekend. So I think they might have had a more celebratory July 4th than most of us. Probably. It's pretty cool. You you look at his past, right? And maybe do you think – it, this can go one of two ways. Mr. T2 might be able to say, All right, I've got this weight off my shoulder. I've got this diamond ring out of my pocket. Now now we can go really play some golf. Do do you think this opens up the opportunity to uh send Xander Shoffland a little bit of a tear here in the, the second half of 2021?
1: Probably. I mean, we talk about Bubba Watson taking all and you know, Cam Davis taking all this weight off of his shoulders. I mean, that was probably, you know, in the back of his mind. like a while i mean listen we had we all friends that get married too and like that time leading up to that big moment is very stressful times Mm -hmm. they want to make sure everything's right they want to make sure all the logistics is correct that they're not missing anybody or anything Mm and god forbid the the suit comes in that you got fitted for now doesn't fit now you
0: now shit's all over the
1: place yeah you know when that tux comes in and they get you the wrong size shoes or something and now you're walking around and they're like twice the size of your feet or, you know, the, it, it looks, it doesn't fit your body. It's just, it, it's like a, it can be a mess. I mean, I, I, I've seen it through friends. I mean, I'm going to, I'm in one next, uh, next weekend. Um, so, you know, I, I can already see it just through kind of the, the text messages and just, you know, the planning and everything. So, Hey, maybe, you know, you got that, you, you hit, like you had a great moment. And now it's time to just basically, you know, you celebrate it and now it's back to work.
0: Absolutely. It, uh, he he talked about it being perfect timing as it was his quote unquote two week break after the U S open. So now it's back to work. So excited to see him kind of grind after it. He's one man who's just been so freaking close over the last six months, eight months, whatever that, uh, He's due. I think he's due. He's going to figure out how to close one. And like we've talked about time and time again, we've talked about it just today, even as well. When, when great players like this, when great talents like this finally figure out how to close one, watch out because they're off to the races and they can get hot and they learn how to close. It's, it's over for a lot of the crowd. So Excited to see him compete. Uh, Another guy who we'll see competing in the open next week, who I want to touch some base on here and have a couple talking points on what do you think these players are going through, especially a lot of the um, United States players or just out-of-the-country players that don't reside in Europe, uh, what they're going through. Ricky Fowler is going to be teeing it up in the open uh, that begins eight days from now, um, six days when this podcast comes out. We're recording this on Monday the 5th. Um, he talked about kind of the hoops and the restrictions that the players are having to jump through uh, when they go and, and play in the Open Championship. Meanwhile, um, the RNA announced that they're going to have 32,000 per day fans at the Open Championship, not testing these fans either. So, Ricky was kind of touching on a couple points here of saying, you know, no, I mean, I'm vaccinated or whatever you want to call the shots. I've gotten them because I'm inside the ropes. I guess they're just vaccines. Unfortunately, over here, it seems like it doesn't matter or not if you're vaccinated. What seems like growing concerns from the guys inside the ropes are, if you're letting 32,000 fans in, inside the uh, the venue, what does it quite matter what we do or don't do outside of the course? So Fowler's a little frustrated, it seems like, with, with these travel restrictions and what they can and can't do it seems like a lot of these guys have to quarantine when they go over there which probably messes up a lot of their day-to-day routines as you're leading up to a major championship I can't imagine it being easy to add this on top of um, a lot of the other stresses that they already have
1: going on yeah I mean I, I agree with them it seems like they're again like he said he's making making all these players jump through hoops just so they can compete but then again you have thirty-two thousand fans a day well where are these fans coming from are they coming from the u.s are they coming from different parts of the uk like mm-hmm. are they coming from other countries like you really don't know and it's like something you really can't control you would think it'd be the other way around if you would think it based on like kind of the things we were going it always seems like you know these these athletes and all these sports got catered to all these testings and and kind of put themselves under this protective bubble Mm -hmm. it almost seems like now they're getting thrown into the wild and it kind of comes down to the same conversation that we've had on and off the camera it's it's you gotta be either all in or all out You, you can't have one way well we're gonna do it this way but half the other people don't have to do it it's either you're you're fully shut down or you're just completely open well, and this, notoriously, this trying to balance is and, and
0: notoriously the UK has been very strict on contract t- tracing and and shutdowns in general, right? Like they've been far more strict than we have in the US. Um and and it's it's been very I, I guess the the way the uh, open championship staff and, and heads of the the tournaments they're very open with it. They say, Listen, the players and the management teams have been very Um, communicative for this whole process they understand what we're asking of them right so it's not like they're going to be blindsided the only thing i think that might be the issue is that players are worried about during the flight process over there right what if they contact trace with someone who had it or what if they contract trace with some employee on a on a plane from you know point a to point b or or even just anyone from point a to point b and then from point you know b wherever they're flights coming into to the site itself if they run into anyone it's an immediate like 10-day quarantine which could pose a lot of issues for these players not being able to play in this event completely i mean there's a lot of guys even going over early because of this to the scottish open this week and playing that way god forbid they run into any you know hang-ups or, or loose ends covid wise they might be able to get by and not play in the scottish open but still play in the open so a lot of logistical things for these players that are making things not easy to go over and play the open this year. Uh, I just hope we don't see anything like John Rom's uh, kind of unfortunate series of events out at out of Jack's place this year. And I hope everyone gets to play the entirety of the tournament, especially if they're in contention.
1: Yeah, I mean, the jumping through hoops thing kind of seems a little, a little crazy. But at the end, at the end of the day, you kind of, kind of have to respect. Their decision or how they want to do it and honestly I'm just appreciative that we're going to be able to see an open we missed mm-hmm. it last year so I mean this is one of out of all the ma- majors I mean I mean there's only four majors but <laughs> in the events thing but I love watching the open man. I, I just love kind of watching these guys play a completely different game play link style golf because you don't really normally see it and it, it's just I mean it's you know, over there, it's technically like the home of golf.
0: Yeah, in no, a way. absolutely. There's a there's a special tie to a lot of these players, even Americans, uh, when they can get to go over um, to Europe and, and play in the Open. There's so much history behind that that cup. It's just incredible, and and it's it's worldwide in the impact it has on these players and and how special it is to them.
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, before we
0: wrap up, Dante, we've got one last golf tournament to talk about, and it's a one-day feature event called The Match. We've had it plenty of times before. It seems a little less – how do you call it? A little less anticipated now that Eldrick Woods is not playing in it. I think he kind of was the needle, is the needle, always will be the needle on things like this. But Phil Mickelson being the reigning PGA champ um, brings a little bit of hot and heaviness to it. And then obviously all the drama surrounding Brooks, mm. I mean, Bryson DeChambeau, uh, you know, he brings a little bit of, of popularity to the event too. And then you got Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers being your one and two on the other side of the match. What, what do you think about this event? Who do you think is going to take it home? Um, are you even excited about it personally? I, I, um, I could, Care less to be honest with you, uh but that's just me. maybe you watch it a little bit more than i do i'm I'm not sure
1: Nah, I mean, I saw that they had they were promoting it, and I was like, oh okay, cool, like like usually it's like charitable, which is great to see um it's another thing to like raise money for you know mm-hmm. you know the unfortunate um and especially kind of like what we're coming out of, which is great to see, but then again it. We've watched the last two or three, how many there were, and they were just all boring. (laughs) You even try and get these guys mic'd up, the trash talk and whatnot, but there's like, there's a point in the round where everybody just kind of gets. There's like trash talk in the beginning, and then they kind of. I mean, it's just like any round that we play. You know, you you meet up with these people, you're you're talking, you're having a good time there and that, and then there's like a good seven hole stretch where it's just people are exhausted everyone's grinding and then they're grinding and then they're just like mute and then all of a sudden you're just sitting here you're just i'm just watching two pros two pros play with two amateurs instead i was like it's was like if i want to go watch amateur golf i'll go play myself
0: absolutely no i mean it's cool and i like the i like the setup i like the idea um i mean if you're a a massive NFL fan. There's a huge uh, storm around Aaron Rodgers this postseason, offseason, saying he doesn't want to go back to Green Bay. So if you're a big – you know, NFL fan, they're probably hawking that, hoping he says something about, oh, you know, I flew over here the other day and the people are going to be like, Aaron Rodgers is signing with so and so. So, you know, maybe, maybe you're hawking it for that. Uh, Tom Brady's obviously going to boast a little bit about his, his tr- experiences down in, uh, down in Tampa and winning, winning a Super Bowl. But I mean, there's great storylines and you know, there's opportunities for these guys to talk about some really cool stuff. Um, Phil Mickelson always being the number one jokester and, and talker. He'll talk a lot. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if Bryson talks it up because I think he has the ability to, but in that environment with those three juggernauts, because Phil Mickelson can be a show by himself. Tom Brady can be a show by himself. And so can Aaron Rodgers can be a show by himself. So, I mean, those three guys are such big heads. It, d- does Bryson fall under the like the mix of all of these three?
1: Yeah, that's a great question because I wonder – like I think the other three are good and they're quick and witty on their feet. If you and I, you know, we're bannering back and forth with each other. Bryson, on the other hand, you know, he's so analytical and has to analyze everything. I think he's better with with the keyboard aspect. He can He can send off some, you know, pretty witty tweets, but it would be interesting to see if he gets kind of like stunned – by like Bill <laughs> Mickelson out on the course. And now you got all these mics surrounding him. Trying like, all right, Bryson, like, what are you going to say? And then just see if he just gets like tripped up. So that would be kind of funny to see, but it'll also be interesting to see if he's quick on his feet.
0: And the final question I'll leave you with and leave listeners with, will Brooks Kepka be watching the match? And if he does, will he be chiming in on Twitter, roasting his foe Bryson DeChambeau?
1: Mm. when is this match again
0: tuesday so before this is literally the day before we release the podcast but here it is we might even release it i might even release it on tuesday just because
1: (laughs) um probably not because anytime he focuses on golf is when he's actually on the course everything else he can care less and he'll he's just like whatever I love it. So, but, I think I think he I mean, might the, just tune in the,
0: on Twitter. He might see what the people on yeah. Twitter are having to say.
1: He'll 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 scroll through his Twitter feed and see what his ads are at, and then if he sees something where he can, you know, chime in real quick, he'll probably check on it. That's the only time he'll watch. If he if he's got some like response that he doesn't know how he can just do and just respond quick on his feet, like right there and then, he'll check on see what's happening and then go back to it.
0: For sure. I think that's uh, that's a given, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. So that's it from us this week, guys. As always, you can go to www.enjoythewalkpod.com to check out the latest merch drops, sign up for our latest blog releases, as well as our email chain. So go to the website, sign up now, check out our latest merchandise. It would mean the world if you pick up an item, rep us on the course, rep us off the course, wherever you want to wear our merch. As always, you can follow us along on Instagram and Twitter at enjoy the walk pod on both of those. So go check it out, go follow, go subscribe, go share, um, as well as iTunes and Spotify, go smash that subscribe button. That way you never miss a podcast. And here are simply lovely voices every Wednesday. As always, guys, get out there, carry your clubs and enjoy the walk. 很像